This is the Dealer News Today podcast, the podcast for automotive executives and the professionals who support them. Hello, everybody. This is Brian Finkelmeyer with the V Auto Podcast, and today I've got a very special guest coming to us from the Glassman Auto Group, David Barish, who is the Director of Finance. David, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Brian. It's, uh, it's awesome to be uh, on the podcast with you and the folks. This has become the new uh, thing in the industry. Everybody's got a podcast, so I'm glad that you were able to join ours today. So, David, let's jump right in. Um, tell us, what uh, franchise do you, got, do you work for there at the Glassman Auto Group? So, uh, Glassman represents four new car franchises. We've got new Kia, new Hyundai, new Genesis, new Subaru. And then we've also got used vehicles that we offer here in Metro Detroit. And, and um, David, tell me, um, how long have you been working there at the, at the store? I've been here actually uh, three days marks my two-year anniversary. Fantastic. So, so, you've, uh, so you've seen a lot of change, obviously, in 2020 has been pretty remarkable, to say the least. I'm curious, from your vantage point, what has been one of the single biggest changes that you've noticed since the pandemic hit in March? Well, you know, it's it's a great question, Brian. What we found, not only, not even this year, but over the last few years, is just the accessibility of information for consumers to be able to research a vehicle and in some cases actually have more knowledge about that particular vehicle than even a sales consultant when they come into the door. But most recently, what we've seen is just you know, customers are coming in and they know exactly what they want. You know, there, there used to be a time when we spent a lot of time on a walk around and, a, and an interview and demoing the vehicle, you know, popping the hood, popping the trunk, doing a walk around. It's changed pretty drastically, especially during COVID with the accessibility of information and customers being able to do that walk around virtually from their couch or uh, maybe even test drive the car remotely to see if that meets their, you know, their individual perspective or their individual liking from a vehicle standpoint. So, you know, it's uh, it's definitely been a pretty drastic change. You know, we went digital, right? We, we, we started doing internet sales and then we all of a sudden flipped to complete digital remote sales. So uh, I'd say that's probably been the biggest, uh, biggest change, most drastic change this year, at least. So David, on that note of digital remote sales, no doubt the digital retailing has become one of the biggest buzzwords in the industry. And at Cox Automotive, one of the comments is we've seen 10 years of adoption in like five months is is a record number of dealers have begun uh, figuring out their digital retailing strategy and how they're executing. I'm curious, what percentage of the business would you say Glassman has done pure digital where the customer completes the deal online and literally just comes to the dealership to pick up the car or perhaps has the car delivered uh, to their home. What percentage of your business would you say is that more Amazon experience that we've been talking about forever in the car business? Well, yeah, it's another great question, Brian. I'd say you'd almost have to uh, compile that particular percentage in a certain group of sets, if you will. So, you know, you probably have 75% of the customers filling out a credit application online, submitting it, getting financed, you know, going through about 75% of the deal, and then maybe 40 40% of the customers consummating the deal online, and I'd say 15 to 20% of our customers right now are, are taking the whole deal all the way through completely digital. 
So it's, it's, it's a broad range. It's, you know, there's, there's a few answers to that one simple question to give you the long short of it. Yeah. So David, with your, um, work in the finance department, one area I'm, I'm interested to hear your, your thoughts on is I've heard rumor from some of these digital retail platforms that the F&I PVR at dealerships has actually gone up with less F&I involvement. And what I mean by that is by providing consumers more of a menu of options online that with less kind of classic pressure uh, that can consumers when left to their own on their own will 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 actually spend more money on F&I products. Have you guys seen that to be true at Glassman? Yeah, definitely, Brian, you know, and I don't know that I would uh, relate it entirely to less involvement from the finance manager per se, uh, but there are some newer tools such as the Darwin platform that have made the F&I sales process a little bit more interactive and user-friendly for that consumer. So, you know, instead of a menu, a traditional four-column four menu being presented to a customer, when in the F&I uh, office, you know, we're able to structure out uh, digital F&I menus where the customer can click and drag certain products that might meet their particular circumstance. So, you know, there are surveys that are being conducted. We're, we're able to have somewhat of a, a questionnaire be answered by the, by the uh, customer prior to presenting the menu, which I wouldn't say arms us, but it, it prepares us a little bit more for what those hotspots for that particular customer might be. Maybe it's that they get their service work done at the dealership, so they might be a great candidate for maintenance or that they drive down, you know, one of the wonderful roads here in Michigan and smokes that same pothole every every day on their way into work. So they might be a great candidate for wheel and tire. It's definitely uh, transformed the process and made it less selling and more uh, co uh, consultation, if you will. Right. right. So, you know, David, the one of the other big takeaways in this, you know, post-COVID era that we're in has been just the crazy growth that we've seen in grosses, particularly on the new car side, where we used to just give everything away. And now dealers are making pretty solid front end grosses. And on the used car side, grosses have also improved. Have you seen an uptick in the actual finance PVR if we compared it to a year ago? Is it better, worse, or about the same? It's definitely better, Brian. You know, the, uh, the, the, the pandemic is unfortunately... Uh, almost eliminated, you know, probably 30 to 40% of inventories across the nation. And here in right. Detroit, you know, we don't have, uh, we don't have the luxury of, you know, the closest dealership, maybe being 20, 30 miles away, you know, the closest franchise Kia dealership to us is about a 10 minute drive down Telegraph. So, you know, there are uh, definitely more players, if you will. Um, but, you know, with the lack of inventory, it gives us a little bit more time to become a little bit more of a personalized, uh, I guess, customer experience, if you will. So, you know, when, when we've got more time to structure a deal and that customer understands that, you know, supply and demand is a real thing and it's all of a sudden now a seller's market, sure, I think that there is a little bit more opportunity in the F&I office and the finance office. Um, but again, I, I can, I'd say a lot of that is contributed by the fact that we've got these newer age tools that are able to uh, structure and, and stretch term and maybe reduce term and offer different types of uh, financing options to customers. Maybe it's a lease that they were looking for. You know, we do more leasing here in Detroit Metro than probably the rest of the country combined. I'm sure you right. know that. Um, but but uh, yeah, the opportunities and the swings, if you will, uh, are, are a little bit 
I'd say, uh, what's a good word for it? I'd say that there, there is more opportunity, definitely, but being able to spend a little bit more time with the customer definitely helps. Yeah. So, David, you touched on inventories being down across the board. You know, I think somewhere in that 1.5 million unit range you mentioned. Um, I, I'm cu- curious with with the brands that you mentioned. Obviously, Subaru has just been red hot, and both Kia and uh, Hyundai have also had some, uh, sh- you know, sales share gains this year uh, with the Telluride and the Palisades and some of the new products that they've rolled out. To what extent have you guys felt pressure? Uh, at your dealership to turn your inventory faster to try to get your hands on bigger allocations from the factory. Have you guys thought about that strategically of like, hey, how do we increase or accelerate our inventory turn so we can try to earn more cars from the factory to really play that turn and earn game with your OEMs? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, Brian, that's that's an awesome question. We've we were lucky enough to be in a very, very busy area over here in Detroit Metro. So as far as numbers are concerned, both the, well, all three, Kia, Hyundai, and Subaru, we've, we've been a big in this particular market for a very long time. You know, the Glassmans have been here since the 70s, and, or actually the 60s, and they ain't going anywhere anytime soon. So that's one of the nice things. But, you know, what we found is having that availability of not, being, not having the floor plan as much um, has definitely helped us, right? So, you know, there, there is a quick turn, there is a, a medium turn, and then there's a fast turn, right? So we, we, we found that we can hang on to our cars a little bit longer, and we don't have an added pressure to turn a vehicle per se, just because of the fact that, you know, the, the days in inventory aren't affecting our market price. So, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely a benefit and a, uh, uh, I, I guess, an attribute to have a great dealer principal that really understands his inventory and does a good job uh, sourcing his inventory and making sure that uh, the customers have available product to choose from. Um, and at the same token, like I said before, and this kind of plays into the used car side as well, that 90 day turn, although it's a real thing, although we all have to stay focused on it, you know, there are some dealer groups out there. Um, I won't mention any names, but they do floor plan hundred percent of their inventory at hundred percent of their value. And, right. uh, you know, for them, it might be a little bit more of a struggle for them to hang on to a car for a little, a little bit longer to find that right gross or find that right customer to put in the chair. But, you know, uh, we, we definitely had a benefit of, uh, of having some awesome dealer principles here in, in Glass and Automotive Group. So, David, I got one last question. That's actually a double question for you to, to close out our podcast today. The, the first of which is, as you look into your crystal ball out across the fourth quarter of this year, and then into next year, you know, what do you see uh, in terms of vehicle sales? Do you anticipate that things are going to remain strong or are you seeing some softening in the market? I guess that's the first question I have. And then I'll ask you my last one before we close. But um, what what's sort of your from your vantage point, you know, in, in the retail space, what do you think the fourth quarter and then the first part of 2021 looks like for the car business? Well, I can tell you out here in Detroit, I'm, I'm sitting here at the dealership right now. We've got a showroom full of customers. So, uh, you know, for us, we're, we're definitely, we're, we're slamming and jamming, man. You know, we're, uh, we're staying busy. I, I, I can't expect anything other than a busy fourth quarter. Um, you know, the inventory restraints have alleviated a little bit, but we did a really good job partnering with our OEMs as well to be able to have some, some rental inventory. We do a great yeah. job in our service department where we, we put some vehicles in rental status and then we're able to pull them out and, and put them on our used car lot 
as even certified vehicles offering 10 year, 100,000 mile warranties on the cars. So, you know, for us, uh, I, the business is booming. I, I see it going up. Now, nationwide, I think there are some more constraints as far as the markets that might not have access to that type of inventory just because they might not even do the volume that would dictate having enough trade-ins to be able to, to market those cars. But uh, I think that uh, I think the fourth quarter and the, the first quarter of 2021 is very promising. And uh, I'm, I'm looking ahead. You know, I, I think that we're going to be busy. I, you know, I, I, there, there's nothing that's told me otherwise, at least. I, I can say that firsthand. Well, David Barish, I love the fact that you've got a very bullish outlook for the for the forward. And that's one of my favorite things about the car business is largely such a group of optimists and the cup is always half half full. And so it's great, great to hear that you're looking um, forward to a, a good close to this year and, a, and hopefully a very good start to next year. You know, just my final question as we wrap things up, uh, David, is, you know, what do you believe will be some of the legacies of, of the COVID pandemic once we get through this um, and hopefully resume more to that more normal way of life? Um, what do you think will be the lasting legacies of COVID on the, on the car business? Well, you know, I think that uh, social distancing is definitely something that's probably going to be around for a long, long time. You know, I know there are certain countries out there that have been practicing social distancing even before COVID. And uh, we, we might have gotten a little bit of a taste in regard to what that means to us as a retailer, not just in the car business, but in any retail marketplace, right? Um, outside of that, you know, I think just that digital, that digital interface is going to be what, what, what I feel is going to be the, the longest lasting effect from the whole COVID experience. You know, customers are learning how to conduct business in a, in a more intelligent way than they did before. And, you know, that, again, doesn't just apply to the car business. It applies to any business. As long as you're not having to try that suit on, you know, you can call your tailor up and give them your measurements and, or go online and go on one of those apps and it can measure it for you. You know, we, we, we come from a time where we had to touch and feel stuff and it's, uh, it's more of a, more of a uh, digital and uh, there, there's, there's less contact. In, in all fronts, whether it be personal contact or even, uh, you know, contact via the phone, you know, people have access to information and they're going to be able to utilize that access to information for many years to come. So, I mean, one of the lasting things that uh, that's going to come of this whole COVID is just uh, staying safe, um, making sure we wash our hands a lot, right? You know, I think we're, we need to make sure that we're, uh, utilizing the uh, safety precautions that we need to utilize here, both in the dealership and outside of the dealership. But most importantly, that access to information, that, that digital perspective from the customer being able to shop online and have that Amazon experience, that's not going anywhere anytime soon. So I, uh, I, I challenge every dealer out there to jump on that wagon because if you don't, it's going to drive by and pass you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was David Barish with the Glassman Auto Group from Detroit, Michigan. David, thank you so much for sharing your insights with us this afternoon, and we look forward to having you back on our podcast sometime soon. Thanks so much, Brian, for having me. It was great talking to you. Go Lions. All right. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks so much. You too. Thanks again. This is Dealer News Today.